Hello and welcome back to the official Scottish Rugby podcast. This week we'll be joined, um, as always, by Rachel Malcolm, uh, but we'll also have Rona Lloyd from the Scottish women's team as well. And we're going to look ahead to Tennant's Premiership final this weekend at Millennium Park. We're joined by the captains of Curry Chieftains and Mar. Well, Rach, we'll um, look ahead to Wales, uh, uh, the TikTok Six Nations round two this weekend. They travel down to Wales to play, but we'll look back first at the, the game at the Dam Health. Hard day at the office in terms of coming up against clearly the world's best team, not only just the world's best team, but I believe they're the world's best by a long way from second best. But there, there was, you know, positives throughout it. What was the, the, kind of the main takeaway from, from, from your point of view as a skipper? Um, I think, like, we could be proud of the way that we held in it for, for the full 80 minutes. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest positive for me is the fact that we are creating opportunities, probably the most opportunities and most, like, really clear opportunities that we've ever created against England. So that's super pleasing. What we're disappointed with is our conversion rate of those because, you know, it wasn't necessarily through England putting us under a huge amount of pressure. It was our mistakes and, and some unforced errors, So, which is quite a good place to be in in that we, you know, we can fix those things. They're really small fixes. And so, yeah, so, so we're pretty happy with aspects of the way we played. Um, we're frustrated and disappointed that we didn't make more of the chances we had. But I think we, we have a massive opportunity now to go to, to Wales at the weekend and put some of those wrongs to right and, and finish off those chances. That's, that's our big message going, going forward. We're also joined by one of the, the stars of the, the women's side, Rona Lloyd. Rona, you've never been in a podcast before, but um, I feel as if you have because Rachel says we need to get Rona on. We need to get Rona on <laughs> time and time again. So we've got you both in camp uh, at the moment, obviously, but welcome along. Uh, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast. And just what was your take on the on the game at the weekend? I agree totally with Rachel. I thought that the try I scored was excellent. There was, you know, the build-up to it getting in behind Rachel's carry, get us on the go forward and then the, the, the hand on the finish off there. There was other opportunities that, that you didn't take. Um, but what was well, the headline takeaway for you from, from Saturday, Rona? We're disappointed in, in the result. That is not what we wanted to do yesterday, um, on Saturday. Well, I missed a couple of days there. Um, <laughs> it's not the not the final result that we were after on Saturday at all. But with that, like watching the game back, there's big phases there that were really competitive. And a couple of years ago, I don't think you'd be able to watch a game between mm-hmm. us and England and save that, and even stats-wise, it's it's a lot better than games we've had against England before, but we're we're pushing to do, do more than that now. I think there's definitely a couple of times in attack, we spent a lot of time in their 22, and we didn't leave with points, which we're, we're being really critical on. But in terms of the Six Nations and the teams in this competition, you want to start with England, you you learn those lessons during that. They, they capitalise on every mistake you make, and we spoke a lot today about consistency and being consistent across the 80 minutes. You can see in the game, like, we turn, we switch off for 15 minutes and they leave with points off the back of that. Um, so, yeah, I think we've, we've learned a lot of lessons from that and we're just really eager to push on the competition and show what we can do both sides of the ball. It's the first time I've played England and it's not felt like we physically can't stop them. You know, I remember Doncaster away, like Murrayfield. I didn't play the Twickenham game, but the girls talk a lot about the Twickenham game as well, where literally couldn't stop them. Like we couldn't work out how to stop them. Whereas there was a massive shift, I would say, in terms of how we felt within that game. Although the scoreline wasn't hugely different to maybe last season's score and stuff like that, but like the actual feeling on the pitch was very much like, yeah, we can hold them out, we can hold them out. And like Rona says, like it was through like 
our discipline, like not reacting quick enough to penalties, stuff like that, that just gave them those opportunities. And a team like England, you give them half a sniff and they're going to get 14 points like they did um, around the eighth minute and into straight off the back of that, got another try as well. So it's a frustrating one because actually it felt good on the pitch. Like I've mm. never felt so good playing England. And, and I think, I don't know, like if Rona feels the same way, but like that's what frustrates me is it really did feel better. And I think like from the outside looking in and people who probably didn't watch the game are like, oh, like Scotland are still where they were before, but it just doesn't feel like that, uh, which is positive for us as in within camp. Because mm. we like what other people think obviously matters to a little bit of an extent, but it doesn't really matter that mm. much, which I think it's important that, that that we feel like that. And and that's a big bit of confidence we can take from it. Yeah, I think on that point, listen, I was at the game and I, I thought exactly the same. I've, I've seen a lot of your games, especially, you know, over the last three or four years. I've seen a lot of the games, all the games really against England. And I agree. And I actually think 14-5 up to about 28, 29 minutes. Yeah. And then that concentration lapse or the, the quick tries that they get came in bursts. There's a couple of bursts and then 17-0 or whatever in the second half you know, with tries burst together. So yeah. if you if you looked at the game as a whole, then you, know, you see the score, you're like, oh, you know, that was a heavy defeat. But it, what, there were moments, and I actually think as well, like what you say about physically dealing with them and stopping them, I think you figured out on the day because mm-hmm. the speed of their ball and the power in their carries in the first half, at halftime, I thought, you've got to figure it away of slowing the possession down because they were so powerful, so quick. And I, I wasn't sure how you do it, but you managed to do it and, and control the tempo far better in the second half. So I think they expected with the, 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 the power they had and the speed they had almost to grind you down eventually. But it didn't really happen like that. It was kind of spurts of, of tries really more than yeah. anything else. But a big challenge, a big ask. Great support though, Rona, wasn't it? A you know, big crowd, sun out. You'll be you know, advocate of summer rugby now, I get. Oh, it was incredible. This new window really, really <laughs> suits the game that we want to play. No, it was brilliant. And to see like all the all the young players there after and like even off the back of the result like it was it was really special actually that there was just so many like young girls there young boys there that were just so excited to see us we have not had that sort of support at home before like it was it was awesome and I think it's a result of the change in our like I guess how we've been playing and and how competitive we've been over the past year so it was it was really special and just even to reflect on like what it was like when me and Rachel first started to now it's it's huge and it it really gives me a lot of hope for the like the future of, of this team and who we've got coming through. The start of the game, like the crowd chanting Loch Lomond at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like emotional. Like it was incredible. Like we've never had an atmosphere like that where you can properly like hear the songs they're singing and like the English 10 who who we know from from club she's singing along as well <laughs> we were giving her a bit of banner kick off. But like honestly like the crowd were were unreal like even like right at the end I remember we had a scrum on the far side mm-hmm. and they were just like absolutely chanting at us and it proper got like we were obviously absolutely knackered and, and, and really down by a lot of points but like just that like boost of energy and, and them kind of getting behind us is, is massive for us and I think like like Rona says like it's so exciting how much it's progressed in, in this kind of last, I'd probably say these last three years in terms of probably pre-COVID to now in terms mm-hmm. of like these last couple of games we've played and, and the support we've had. It's so exciting to think like where it's going to go in the next few years as people kind of just keep building their their interest in the women's game and more and more girls get involved in it and stuff like that. It's, it's super cool. And before we look ahead to Wales, I obviously mentioned Jade's 50th cap as well um you know the, the achievement of that but the influence yeah. she has also Rachel McLachlan in the back row seven was was incredible the work rate and threw herself about so yeah. often she always does but I thought the intensity and the accuracy with it sometimes you can be overly kind of engaged in the game and I say that 
loose term, throw yourself out, but the accuracy, I thought she did really well. And Shona yeah. Campbell, she came on, had a, a couple of really good defensive reads where she, it's really, I well, Rona, you know how hard it is to do to, to get that time and to stay on site to come in, but as well as others. But there were some, there were some kind of standout performers across the, across the team, wasn't there? Yeah, I think that's like other positives to take away from the game. Like, yeah, for Jade to get her 50th cap in front of that crowd was so special. Like, mm. she's been incredible for this team for a really long time. Um, Shona coming off the bench, like the impact that she brought onto the pitch in terms of her communication, her tackles, her work rate and attack was absolutely awesome. And there's so many players in that like 18-21 bracket now that are mm. are pushing the whole squad to be better. And it's it's so exciting for us. Like the talent that we've got coming through is is awesome. I thought Meryl's first cap, I know that she only yeah, got a couple Mel, of minutes, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know another yeah. kid that would come on the pitch with that much confidence <laughs> to take a quick tap. Um, yeah. So I love that from her. Yeah, it's really exciting. She did look really calm. Like, she's, just, she's like one of these girls, yeah. like she's a she's just like proper surprise me when she came into our, our training squad mm-hmm. because like I didn't really know her and she is quite quiet off the pitch, yeah. but like she is not afraid to try stuff as she wanna like She'll she'll put in like cross fields, like whatever, mm. like you know, she brings something a bit different, which I think mm. is really good because you know it's it's good to have your point of difference. And and like Rona says, she's she's got some balls. Mm. Um so like yeah, no, it's class. And then yeah, well deserved to, to get her first cap as well. Our first our first involvement was a, a proper tackle as well. Yeah. I don't know if it was deliberate and she smashed the shoulder and stopped dead. Whoever it was that came on our channel, you always seen, you know, new cap number 10, here we go. Yeah. And she popped up and distributed a, a perfect kind of flat pass it was it was great for she's, uh, she's also you know, like she hadn't trained at 10 all week so like I think like you know she she she's um, a bit of a hybrid in, in terms of like she plays in the centres and she trained in the centre all week so to come mm. on and in her first cap kind of out of position she can play 10 and I think like I know Brian's interested in developing her there as well but like to come on against the best team in the mm. world at 10 and, and not look at all phases is, is pretty cool so like Rona says like we're we're in a really good place at the minute with this depth that we're we're getting and, and these young girls coming through which is like I talk about it a lot don't I mostly around like that's a big part mm. of us as a squad's why is, is, is trying to inspire those girls so to start to see them coming in and mm-hmm. and bringing something new and pushing for shirts and stuff like that is class. And Rona just uh I can't more about you just your involvement, you've been involved a long time, obviously, but where did the kind of rugby bug bite you? Was it as, as a youngster? Was it seeing rugby on the TV or was it family? How, how did you get involved in rugby? So my, my parents have always been rugby mad. Well, more my dad and my mum probably getting dragged along with us. Still not convinced <laughs> she knows what's going on, but she does come to all our games. Like mum and dad have always been really into rugby, but there just wasn't like wasn't really an opportunity when I was growing up until so when I was 13 at school. Um, it was Sarah Quick who who used to play for Scotland, who was a development officer and did a taster session at my school. And I think it was me and all the boys who were super into it. And she was like, right, okay, you have to, you have to come along to Murrayfield Wanderers and just always played from then. And I was kind of one of those kids who did like basketball on a Monday, rugby on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. hockey on a Wednesday, like did a bit of everything. But there was really clear pathways for me at under 18 and under 20, which then led into the senior squad. And I've come through with like Tomo, Emma, and there's a bunch of us that have played together, Louise McMillan for... A really long time and it's it's really special that we're now all in the senior squad together and you played at university as well yeah played at edinburgh university got a win went at twickenham with them which was really special <laughs> it's a big um, smile on your face now <laughs> yeah well, yeah there's not a whole bunch of scottish teams that can say that so no we we loved it um and yeah then now i'm i'm over playing in bordeaux she's also got some stuff going on away from rugby at the minute yeah. in terms of her uh, tiktok career <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about that rona <laughs> Well, they, when they announced TikTok as the 
the sponsor of the Six Nations, they said there'd be some ambassadors, and I've, I've taken that role upon myself at Scotland. He's been completely self-directed. Uh, nobody's given me that permission, but no, it's funny at the moment in camp, it's like, Ronan, the 18-year-olds, please stop TikToking. <laughs> Literally, I've got them on like a little leash. Like, Ronan's like, comes up to me. All the kids like, and me. He's like, is, is this an okay time for me to TikTok? And I'm like, yeah, you, you can TikTok now, but it stops it this time. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we speak last year, Rachel, you were telling us that somebody was filming two of the players doing TikTok outside and they didn't know they were being filmed or something. Oh, yeah, the kids. I think it was me. I filmed them. Um, you were filming them and you were just like, kind of yeah, posted we like, the rest of the were out there for like, literally, I was watching them for like three quarters of an hour before they realised I was there, but they were literally <laughs> going through this dance and I was just sat there taking footage of them filming it. But yeah, there, there's a couple of culprits, I guess you could call them in our team. Mm. Rona's, Rona's the ringleader. Louise McMillan, actually, she's, yeah. she's a big one. Yeah, she's kind of Rona's right-hand man in that respect, which probably some people wouldn't expect because of how she conducts herself on the pitch, but she's uh, she's definitely up there. And then, yeah, pretty much all of our young team are are big on the old TikTok. And then as old lot are, are definitely not. Just, just get grumpy and shake your head and say, well, you fair, that? actually, we did one with you. We did one with Rona last camp, didn't we? If you beg them, if you chip away, eventually they'll say yes, but yeah. it is it can be brutal. And as well, you'll be, you'll be doing something, you'll be like, okay, who's doing this dance? And everyone's like, not me, not me. Then as more people do it, then at the end it'll be like, oh, like, why isn't there space for me? And it's, guys, I've been begging all day. And is it, is it the dance, is it the dance to go to or is there other acts you can do? There's lots. Right now I'm on the quantity, not quality route with TikTok, um, yeah. which our, our media isn't too pleased about. But no, honestly, I've, with TikTok, you, you put up a video that took 10 minutes and it'll do really well. Then we'll spend hours learning a dance and nobody watches it. I haven't figured out how that app works. She's doing wonders for growing our game anyway. That's for sure. So she's doing a job. Good on you. But we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the day job now, just finally look ahead to the, the game of the weekend. I think thinking back to last year's Six Nations, the Wales was a really disappointing game, wasn't it? It was a Scotson that was it was one that frustrated, really. We've had so many good performances, so many good uh, results since then. Um, round two, uh, what what's what's in store this weekend, Rona? What do you think Wales will? Bring they won obviously in round one, they beat Ireland, uh, an open game, um, which is a big result for, for Wales. But what do you think Wales will the threats of the old poles or the main threats of the old poles this weekend? Yeah, I think they're they're a very different team than the, the Welsh team that competed in the last six nations, and that's definitely something that we've got to respect. They've got strong ball carriers, um, a big forward pack, and as well, they've got speed on the edge, uh, they've got mm. backs who can handle. So it's going to be a very different game to England. I think there'll be a, a lot less kicking and it'll be like a different type of physicality but we're a team that have, have played each other a lot and we know that they just had a win against Ireland we were coming off the back of a loss so both teams probably coming at it from different angles but it's you know we're, we're going to be competitive in the fixture and it's always close between us and Wales and it's really about like the finer details I think knowing knowing our roles and and making sure that we're like experts in our detail. What do you need to get right Rach what's the focuses the, the kind of primary focuses for Scotland do you think what, what's the the things that that have to be there. I know the attitude, the aggression, the the desire will be there, but what what the accuracy that that Rona talks about? What has to be right early on? When we had quick ball at the weekend, we were we were really threatening, and when we had go forward, so I think like the it starts with the ball carrier. I think we've got to get gain line in all our carries, and I think we did that well at the weekend. But then we were slowing our own ball down, 
um, and letting them have too much of a sniff and not taking enough of them out of the game and the con- uh, t- taking enough players out of the game in terms of their defensive line. So, yeah, I think like the attacking contacts and, and, and that side of the game are fundamental to how we want to play um, and how you've got to beat Wales. And so I think, yeah, that, that's where it probably starts. But I think, you know, if we can create the opportunities we did at the weekend, it's, it's about our conversion rate. It's about being ruthless in every opportunity we get in their 22. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Well, um... Rona, we'll let you uh, get away and do another TikTok, I think, Rich, and I will have a, 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 wee, a, a longer chat just about the, the kind of URC and the games, the Edinburgh Glass games or whatever, but um, I, I can see you're desperate to get away and do a jig and, and <laughs> Honestly, post it online somewhere. I'm shaking here. No, thanks for having me on to, to chat about TikTok. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Rona. Good luck weekend. Thanks. See you in a bit. Uh, as, as bad as that in the camp? Is, are, you, are you just... Kind of for the, did the wrong way, Rach, but the kind of elder, elder, more sensible. I'm firmly in the elders group, yeah. Does it it irk you, all this dancing about? Nah, not at all. It's funny. (laughs) But they do need to be reined in a little bit at times. Rona's perception of maybe when, like, is appropriate sometimes needs a little bit of just... (laughs) Um, but now nah, they're now nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's what senior players are Rona is um, she's one of these people that is, you know, an absolute joker. And but then when she crosses the whitewash, she's she's very much focused um, in and around training. So no, I'm I'm joking to some extent. But um, right. nah, it's, the, it's good for it's good it's good crack. Like yeah. uh, that we've got a brilliant group of girls at the minute in the squad, and we love coming into camp because we have a lot of fun, and and that's super important, I think, as well. Yeah, one of the most important things is you need a, a diverse mix of people in your camp, don't you? It's yeah, um, if it. everyone was the same, it would be a pretty boring old place. And if it was all rugby or if it was no rugby, you get the balance and you find the balance from having a diversity of behaviours and individuals and individuals in the team. Else. So, yeah, all good. Probably wouldn't have seen much of the URC action at the weekend. No, just seen bits of it off the, Yeah, obviously massive game for Edinburgh. Yeah. Uh, very, very good result for Edinburgh. Uh, but we've only seen wee bits of it. Were you? Have you? Obviously, I'm sure. I made it. I made far. it home. I made it home. <laughs> at my, uh, I was at Dam Health for, for your game, uh, and I, and I made it home in time for uh, for both games. I managed to see mm. both games actually. So the the Edinburgh's a brilliant result to win away, and, and it's the first Northern Hemisphere team to win in the Southern Hemisphere in the URC um, was excellent. It was a uh, it was miserable conditions, warm rain, better yeah. than cold rain, but yeah. almost waterlogged pitch. And Edinburgh played the right way. They, they kicked the chase. Most people say oh, that suits Edinburgh. It was pouring the rain or had been a lot of rain. It was standing water on the pitch, which it kind of did in some extent. But Edinburgh won to play, so they actually yeah. won a game. Kind of not, not playing their style. Yeah, of rugby. not playing yeah. their style of rugby away from home. So and it is a game that can you know it was three tries to one, so it could have gone. It sounds strange saying it could have gone either way, but because there was such a high error rate and the condition was so bad, but brilliant for Edinburgh to pick up a win in the road. They play the Lions this weekend in South Africa, yeah. back to the, well, up to the high belt in Johannesburg. So um, that'll be a, another big ask, but the, I think the, the, the team um, will be rotated slightly. I think there's maybe some of the international yeah. players joining. So a really good opportunity for, for, for Edinburgh this weekend, the Lions. And then Glasgow were really just, dis- it was just such a confusing performance against Cardiff. Yeah. The, the good bits were as good as I've seen. Uh, like yeah. Some of the plays, some of the tries, you know, so dominant. Yet yeah. I don't know whether it's uh, an accuracy or whether it's maybe confidence gets eroded a little bit when, you know, Cardiff scored against them, but really disappointing to see them lose a game away from home where, and then there's, you know, we said last week, Cardiff had won the last home game against Leinster. They'd been poor on the road, but they'd won at home against Leinster. And it's a, it's a, it's a difficult result for Glasgow that because they, they play Zebra this weekend at home, and then they've got the, the trip to South Africa to play the 
yeah. uh, the Bulls uh, uh, and the Stormers. Uh, yeah, so yeah, disappointing uh, result for Glasgow, but great result for Edinburgh. This weekend sees uh, the final, uh, the Tenants Premiership, 3pm, Millennium Park, uh, the Homer carry who are in the final, they're in the final against Ma, uh, and we've got the captains of both sides along joining me this afternoon to have a crack, look back at the season, look back at the semi-finals last weekend, and of course, look ahead to the uh, the final this weekend. We've got Ferg Scott, captain uh, of Carrie Chieftains, uh, and we've got Fraser Grant, captain of Omar. So, lads, you know each other, you've met a couple of times already this season, but Firstly, how exciting is it to, to reach the final? I'll start with you, Ferg. I mean, I think you're saying Carrie have been in the final of every, or certainly in the semi-final um, of the Premiership all the way through, but never reached the final. You've gone one step further this year. How does it feel? Yeah, obviously, it's a, it's a great feeling, and especially that it is at Millennium Park. It's been something that a lot of us within our core group have been striving for for a long time, so it is finally nice to be there. But, yeah, you obviously just want to go that one, one step further as well. Uh, so... We'll see what happens at the weekend. And Fraser, Mars' progression over the last, well, I'll say the last few years is more than that, really. It's just been, you know, excellent in terms of building the club, building the base. This is a brilliant opportunity for, for Mar as well to, to get to the top and win the, 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 the top title uh, in the Premiership. How long have you been at the club and how much progression have you seen over the last few years building up to this Premiership final? Uh, so basically, I've been at the club since I was a mini. So, pretty so you've much seen since the whole thing. A, you've seen the whole thing. the whole club the whole way through it, and I've never left as well. So, yeah, it's been amazing. See, to be honest, even I came up, we were in West too, mm-hmm. from senior level, and now we've managed to get to the Premiership final. When you look back, maybe eleven years ago, you think that's never going to happen. Our kind of main goal at that point was maybe try and get National Three, and then obviously the restructure. So we're absolutely delighted. I mean, as much as it's been a it's been exciting, but it's been hard going. I mean, there's been a lot of times that we come up to that Premiership when it was the old Premiership and it was, it was like every game. You're like, wow, this is, this is where we want to be all the time. But no, it's been great. It's almost like the, the fairy tale story, isn't it? <laughs> almost, know? eh? Almost. Yeah, how, almost. Many, how many others? Is there many others in the team that have been on that journey with you? Or there's a few been there a long time, but... Well, myself and Connor, unfortunately, who's injured just now, yeah. but he, myself, Connor, and Thor Bickerstaff and Scott Bickerstaff, they've been there all the way through from many to the three of us. we managed to keep a kind of good wee core group. It's tough. I mean, it is an amateur game at the end of the day. No, it's, it's great. It's, it's good to know that. And you have the responsibility, all you players who, who are a big part of the club, to share the ethos of the club, the values, what you've seen as a you know, many all the way through what it stands for. So it's, it's great to be part of that success and success already. And, and who knows, maybe more at, um, at the weekend. Both teams finished first and second. Curry, you finished top of the regular season. And Mar just behind, well, it's been a, an impressive run, really. 83 points, top of the league fair for Curry. I was reading eight, uh, 14 try bonus points in the season so far. Um, you must be going at the, the, the final with, with a bit of confidence with, with the results like that all the way through the league. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I mean, I think, like you said, it is great that we're playing that final at Millennia as well. I think having been unbeaten there this season, that's obviously given us confidence as well. But we're not going to underestimate the challenge at the weekend. We know it's uh, a very strong Mars side coming through and we know it's going to be a good game. And I think it will be a good game for the spectators as well. As was semi-final last week, there was a lot of rugby being played and both teams trying to throw the ball about and you know, that's what we're about. And, you know, Mar like to play a bit that way as well and, you know, spread the ball and try and try and uh, score tries. So uh, I think it should be a good game for the, the neutral as well as uh, the supporters from both sides. 
Uh, you mentioned the semi-finals. Edinburgh Aki's you, you beat 38-26. There's uh, a few tries in that one as well. Tell, tell us, give yeah. us a, a quick a quick story of the game. Were you were you ahead or were you chasing it? Was it it was pretty close until uh, later we on? We were ahead for most of the game, but it was pretty nip and tuck. Uh, it was only 18-16, I think, to us at half time. And then yeah, it was very close for 65, 70 minutes, and we, we pulled away towards the end. Fraser Marr uh, semi-final was against Hoyk, a good old tussle a bit. Uh, 17-10, it ended up pretty close. Hoyk have, have been pretty good this year. Young uh, coach Matty Douglas, he's got them fine. They're, they're always a tough nut to crack, but you managed to get by them on, on Saturday. It was, a bit, it was a tad closer though, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, it was definitely close, but the thing was, uh, I, I, every time you play Hoyk, I have to say their defence is just solid. I mean, they don't they don't make a lot of errors as well, so you like 17-10, we were absolutely delighted. We'd have taken 11-10, or any 10, to be honest. <laughs> just just on that phrase, in terms of figuring out how to win a game, obviously the sun was shining, it was a glorious day at the weekend, but you're saying, you know, Hogg's defence is excellent, the natural want of Mar and Curry is to play. How, how difficult or how easy is it to adapt, to change, to almost try and control the game? So, when it comes to knockout rugby in the semis and especially finals just about getting over the line and winning is there a I can I'm on about the old heads a responsibility for them to keep that exuberance and that youthful want to play in check yeah there is actually I think likes of myself to be honest is I'm pretty happy just to be like right let's just calm down and because uh, it is easy it is easy to because yeah. even I can still get excited and go I just play all the time but mm-hmm. you've just got to kind of right let's just relax a wee bit because sometimes you just want to rush everything and once you do that it just gets in that way you're just either compounding errors or you're just going backwards it does help when you've just got that kind of old head going there's nothing on here let's just send it down and let them play from their own half you know that's the kind of seems to be the all about uh, numbers isn't it yeah it's really important it's really important in fact you've got a balanced side as well haven't you you know of course it's a lot of experience there's a lot of can you good tactical kickers, a good defence, you're scoring a lot of tries, obviously. Uh, both teams are scoring a lot of tries. I said you scored 14 try bonus points. Um, I think you had Mar had 12. So there are tries in this fixture and it will be exciting, but you've got a, a good balance across the uh, level of experience across your team as well, haven't you? Yeah, we, we've got a good core, like like Fraser mentioned, of club guys that have kind of come through, whether that be from minis, but a lot of them have been at the seniors for you know quite a number of years and uh, that I think that's really key uh, to building a strong squad, and you know we've got a hand half a dozen guys that have been in sort of big games and have got a bit of experience and just know when to, like Fraser said, just calm things down a bit and maybe play territory. And I think that actually going back to the Aki's game, that that kind of won it at times. Like Joey Reynolds sent the ball sixty meters with his left foot that got us out of tricky situations, and I think you you definitely do just need that at times just to calm things down and just uh, you know play play rugby in the right areas. And how does training look this week, Ferg? It's all, we're speaking Tuesday afternoon, so um, is there extra sessions or is it the same process it follows the rest of the year? Not, not this week for us. We actually did have an extra one last week, um, but like Fraser's team, it was a pretty attritional game at the weekend, so Tuesday, Thursday for us. And uh, yeah, it'll just be a bit of hard graft tonight and then um, team running things and yeah, just get get everything prepped for, for Saturday. Yeah, it's good. And you the same phrase or just a normal week or do you build it up to make it something different? Do you stay overnight uh, before just, or same as always? Nah, with the normal week, exactly same as uh, Fergus. We're just going to, as he said, it's attritional for both teams. So you don't want to burn the candle too much. I mean, it's most this will just be most an organisational week. If we're not organised now, we'll, we'll never be, you know. It's the 
it's a full season. So, I mean, maybe as I said, a bit of graph tonight and then it'll just be a bit of analysis and see how we go. Yeah, and, and just kind of looking back, are there any kind of real standout moments for, for both of you, for both of your teams that you kind of thought, right, this is going to be a special season? Um, I mean, obviously you had a lot of consistency, a lot of good stuff, but, you know, thinking back to when I was playing club rugby, there was some, a game you didn't expect to, to win or a game that you thought would be easy, that was much harder, but you got over the line. Is, is there a, a moment in the season that you can point to from your teams that, that kind of pulled the squad together that underlined that it was going to be a, a good season, do you think? We obviously lost our first game of the season down at Mansfield Park, so it was a very Aye. tough place to go. And that was your only loss, wasn't it? It is. It has been so far. And, um, you know, you're always like, I felt we had a great pre-season or about a year and a half of pre-season uh, before that, <laughs> leading into this this year. But um, you almost think after a loss like that, maybe we aren't in the best place. Are we mm-hmm. Are we ready? And But I genuinely did know deep down that like this is a special group of boys. We had been working really hard. And then, to be honest, I think the bounce back that we had at home to Mar at Mileni straight after that, um, where we put, I can't remember, 30-odd points on them in the first sort of 50 minutes. That was that was a big turning point for me. I think that really just sort of nailed down that, we, you know, we, we can do something special this year. And thankfully, we've just managed to be consistent since then. But I think that really did galvanise us as a squad and just give us confidence. It's amazing how many times a disappointment can trigger that and it's hard when it's the first one of the season as well to bounce yeah. back immediately. Obviously, it was 38-12, that, that game at Millennium. Uh, and give me time to think, Fraser, is there a moment, do you think, for, for Mars squad this year that it was either a really positive one or a, or a season-changing one? You've only lost three games yourself, scored, you know, second in the league, 73 points, you know, let's say 12 try bonus points. There's been a lot of good, but is there a moment that kind of pulled the squad together? To be honest, I say the second loss against Curry at home, we were, really, we were a bit like uh, Curry in the sense that of that really massive home pride. And after that, ever since that happened, we just kind of thought, "Now nah, this, we need something needs to change a wee bit." Maybe I just, I just a wee attitude change. It was, it was nothing to do. With, I mean, we were the better. Dave Curry was the better team. It was nothing mm-hmm. to do with that. It was just we, obviously, were disappointed in losing at home, and better we sat down after that. And ever since then, the training kind of ramped up a wee bit. And to be honest, we actually started getting on a bit of a curve. And then, you know, the usual kind of things happen, like a game gets cancelled like just, just after Christmas so that was us kind of starting to get in the upper curb again and just kind of ebbing and flowing and then we're kind of back up there after the weekend so we're hoping we're kind of hopefully just in that upper curve again and we'll peak at the right time if we're going to plan but aye, that game was the one that kind of sticks in my head that I thought right we need to someone needs to change a bit it's, uh, it's just great to hear the kind of stories of the season and how much it means it, it'll be a brilliant fixture it's 3pm at Millenni um, Millennium Park on Saturday afternoon so with all the tries that you've been scoring and all the intensity you're going to bring it should be a cracker to get all and watch Scottish Rugby is also going to live stream the game as well so you can get it beamed to as many people as possible who can't make it along so all that's left to say really is good luck to both sides the Takari Chiefs to Mar and uh, the, the, the tennis premiership final um, and who knows we'll uh, We'll keep an eye on the score or keep an eye on the, the website or get along and, and we'll find out who comes out on top Carrie have won the the Premiership twice uh, in 06, 07 and 09 and 10 um, and as spoke about with, with Fraser the, the progression of, of Mar over the years National 1 champions in uh, 2017 and 2019 so uh, a lot to play for uh, and good luck to both sides Well thanks for listening once again good luck to everyone involved this weekend um, to Rachel and all the, the girls down at Cardiff Arms Park, uh, to Edmund and Glasgow, obviously in action in URC, and to both Curry and Mar in the Tennis Premiership final.